everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 35. We're recording this on May 19th. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron alongside Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, we, uh, we're in the midst of some heavy downpours today across uh, northwest Oregon and southwest Washington. A cool trough is kind of digging through, and that cool air aloft coupled with some uh, some warm, warm air at the surface is creating some heavier downpours and even some isolated thunderstorms. So it's kind of an eventful day. We'll talk about that in a second. We have a lot to talk about in this podcast. Uh, we're going to go over some of the May numbers so far. It's been a cool, for the most part, a cool and uh, wet month, and uh, we actually have some warm weather in store. We'll also be talking about some uh, some gardening tips maybe and how things have been going thus far this spring. Ooh, rough. And we, uh, well, it's it's been kind yeah. of a lack of gardening, yeah, for us, yeah. but... Uh, and then we've got some other things to talk about, uh, some red flag warnings to our south, some winter weather hitting the Rockies, and so on and so forth. So anyways, uh, yeah, Mark, this May, well, it's kind of been a continuation of April in a way without the, you know, the late season snow, but it's been, it's been a wet one. It has been, you know, cool and wet. I like, did you see that email that just came from Chelsea in the last half hour? She works in our, on our assignment desk, the people that assign, you know, the news people where to go for stories. And she said, uh, she titled it, Aggressive Hail. <laughs> that pretty much says spring here, doesn't it? With the, she had like a picture, you know, with the pea-sized hail in her hand. So maybe right. blueberry size, maybe. Um, yeah, but yeah, lots of cold showers this month, um, and, and it looks like you know we, we've just seen that off and on for about. You know, it's funny. It started what that first, just after that first week of April when I left town. Actually, when I left town is when it started, about April seventh or eighth. And since that time, that would be, what, about six weeks of pretty continuous, cool, showery weather. In fact, can't, can't even find a dry spell more than three days during that time. Hard to believe, huh? Yeah, Mark, when I covered weather in Palm Springs early in my career, we would constantly talk about the ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure, the triple R. Ah, yes. This has almost been the ridiculously resilient trough of low pressure on the northwest corner yeah, of, the, yeah. of the country. Yeah. I think yeah. that's more common. When I think of springs in the past, this was not unusual at all. It's not. Uh, I had somebody, uh, I don't remember, maybe it was Twitter, and we probably shouldn't pay so much attention to people that tweet at us, but, um, you know, and get wound up. But somebody said, oh, see, that's climate change. And I'm thinking, no, cold troughs have been going on since I was a kid. So uh, it's just normal, and we've, we just haven't had many of them. We've had more of that ridging that you're talking about, the R, the triple R, right? Triple R. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's beneficial. It, you know, pushes back fire season for us west of the Cascades. Um, sure. Folks in central and eastern Oregon still haven't get, been getting as much precipitation, which is typical with these westerly type of weather events. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, the rain, the mountain snow, the cool weather has been pretty relentless. But we do have, uh, you know, finally a break coming in this weather pattern. Finally, some ridging, high pressure building over the west coast starting on, well, Friday and Saturday. It'll nudge its way in. Uh, we're recording this, by the way, on Thursday to the 19th. Mm-hmm. And so nice warming trend coming as we head into the weekend and early next week. Yeah, Jeff, I just, just made the forecast, the afternoon version of the forecast. Of course, you know, you do that each morning. But I am surprised by um, how easy it is to get nice weather in the second half of May. By that, I mean, when I, when you look at the upper-level maps, like we, could, we talk about 500 millibars, the weather geeks know what we're talking about, about 18,000 feet up. You look at the pattern for the next week, and there's really nothing that sticks out that much, right? But then if you go look at the anomaly, like higher or lower than normal heights, as we call it, you can see there is a, a ridging over us most of the time, really, from, uh, let's say, Saturday or Sunday all the way through maybe next Thursday. So uh, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is 
if we don't have any weather systems nearby this time of the year and we don't have any cool troughs nearby, we get 70s. We get at least partly cloudy skies, might have some morning clouds off the ocean, but we have really nice weather this time of the year if we keep weather systems away. So uh, when I was making that forecast, I'm thinking, wait a minute, this is weird. Suddenly we've gone from 60s and a 70-degree temperature here and there to like, I think after tomorrow, I put a 70 or above all the way through next Thursday. Mm. Pretty warm stuff. Uh, although it looks like the ridge gets a little stronger about maybe next Wednesday or Thursday, just briefly before maybe the pattern goes down again, downturn. So we might even have an 80, Jeff. Could happen. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, and I think last year around this time, we had a handful of 80s already recorded at PDX. So yeah, yeah. Um, by the I way, remember, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, I, I remember in 2008 when we had a really cool spring. Uh, I should find the numbers here, but. Um, we had a really cool spring and then a sharp upper level ridge. I mean, unusually strong ridge in mid-May. And I think we had three days in the 90s. And then the cool wet spring resumed. It was back in the 60s and 70s again. So, I mean, that's that's not too unusual to see this up and down stuff. But uh, it just looks really nice. Yeah, yeah it, looking, it, huh? it is Go tough. Ahead. You know, long range forecasting is tough right now because we oftentimes find ourselves ourselves like in this part of the country. We're right on the edge of high pressure to the south and low pressure to the north. So that seesawing, it makes for difficult long-range forecasts. Yeah, Jeff, I was looking at, let's go hardcore here, okay? I was looking at the 850 millibar temps. And if you look at the GFS model and the GEM, which is a Canadian, and the Euro, for next Wednesday and Thursday, they have it way into, well into the teens, like 15 to 18 degrees Celsius. That's up at about 5,000 feet. So you look at the uh, the big chart we have for May, and in the past, those temperatures, that would push us close to 90, Ooh. which could happen. But then, Jeff, I looked at the ensembles, which yeah. is like the 40, 30 to 50 different runs of each model. And the averages were more like, um, I think it was, what was it? It was more like... 11 or 12. So I stuck with those numbers. And so I did go for our, on our seven day forecast. I put the first 80 of the season. I think I went 82 and 80 for next Wednesday and Thursday. But uh, if we get well into the teens at 850 millibars, we could easily go, you know, 86, 88 in Portland. That can happen. You know, the end of May, it often does. Right. And you know what, even now this is May again, May 19th, the sun angle is pretty intense. These cool yeah. shower. I mentioned these cool showers, these these hail showers that we've been dealing with. In about a half hour time, we had a heavy shower pass over my neighborhood, and the temperature fell about 15 degrees from 58 to 43. But over the past half hour, it has jumped up another 10 degrees, back up into the 50s. So it's. <laughs> right. I mean, it just tells you how strong that sunshine is during this time of year. Yeah, I remember last weekend. Remember, it suddenly got warm last weekend. We got out of the cold stuff for a couple of days, and. Uh, the rooftop, the, uh, my son and I were standing outside. He's like 21, so he always has a comment about the weather. And he, um, a cold shower, or shower was passing over, and then the sun popped out. He goes, oh, my gosh, why is it so hot? And I said, well, uh, the sun now is as strong as it is at the end of July. And he's like, really? And I go, yeah, well, just the temperature didn't match it. But, um, yeah, so in general, I think the big message here, Jeff, is that, I look, we haven't had a um, three-day totally dry stretch since the end of March here in Portland. Wow. And clearly that's going to happen. And actually, I technically have no rain in that seven-day forecast. There could be a shower next Thursday, but after tonight, that's it. So there have been years where the faucet suddenly shuts off, and who knows, maybe we're entering a warmer, drier pattern. But that said, a lot of models do have troughing returning just in time for... Memorial Day weekend, folks. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. We will see. It's way out there. So we will see. But um, just because we're going to hit 70s and 80s coming up does not necessarily mean we have a warm and sunny weekend ahead. 
Okay, so one of the big complaints, and we've been spoiled the past couple of springs. Well, spoiled to a certain extent. We've also had very dry springs. But, you know, yeah. um, the the soil out there due to this really cool and wet spring has been like – it's been like clay. I mean you can't really garden yeah. a whole lot right now. I have sure. – I think I have strawberries going and the fruit trees are, you know, blooming or past blooming at this point. But we haven't really put a lot of stuff in the ground outside of, you know – potted plants and stuff. So um, I think, you know, in the next couple of days, we're going to be in good shape to start getting those gardens going. Yeah, that should, this should warm up the soil nicely coming up here. So you're right. And I live higher than you up at a thousand feet. So I have all my, I've got like my little seed packets of beans and cucumbers, all that stuff ready to go. And uh, I probably won't do it. I'll wait until the end of next week and see what it looks like, you know, beyond that. But you need a week to get that soil warmed up first. But you know, all the other cold stuff can go in now. Carrots, beets, Mm -hmm. what else? Well, any of the lettuce type stuff, kale, I, all that stuff. I would even say like squash and um, zucchini and things like that. Am I if right? If it'll grow, yeah, my, it would be too cold in my house still for squash. Yeah, but, you're uh, you're above a thousand feet, so. It's but a in a few different. days, yeah, if it looks like it's going to stay mild, I actually have a little greenhouse too. So I mean, a pretty decent sized greenhouse. So I actually start things in there in the ground and then just dig them up and move them over on a cloudy day to the outside. Like in June, I'll do that. But I'll there's a get lot those started. There's a lot going on in the Nelson backyard, let's be honest. There is. Uh, we had, oh, you know what? Uh, sad sad day. We had little Roosty, our little rooster. We only have one. He died. No. He oh, yeah. no. How, how old? Like, what's their life expectancy? I, I don't know what the life expectancy is, but, um, yeah, he just, something went wrong, and he was hanging out by himself, and the biggie was he stopped crowing. So it's oh, like, no. Something's That's not so right. sad. Oh. And so the ladies are all alone. They don't have a rooster, and uh, we're down to three three big chickens and one small one. Oh, so. geez. Uh, well, rest in peace, Roosty. R.I.P. Um, Roosty, yep. This yeah. podcast just took a dark turn, but we'll, we'll turn it around boy. here. He took care uh, of his ladies, let me tell you. Yep. Good for him, and uh, I'm sure he lived a great life in that backyard, along with the ducks. I know you have ducks, and you have a pool, and you got all sorts of good stuff going on back there. Lots um, of good stuff. And my fruit, I did notice my, uh, because of the cool wet weather, I don't have nearly as many peach, little teeny tiny peaches, you know, as, as they emerge from the little blooms. I, didn't, I don't have as many peaches this year, so I'm sure that's the cool wet weather. And that's that's more of a result of, like, the bees not pollinating and whatnot because they're Yeah, not I as, think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've had kind of similar things going on in our yard, but we don't know how many apples we're going to get this year, and um, we just planted a, a cherry tree out front. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so we that mentioned... Is your, that's your garden update, folks. That you is your garden... Yeah, that's right. From from the non-garden experts, but we think we are. <laughs> um, so, you know, in the meantime, as we speak about these cool showers, down south from the Sacramento Valley, it's kind of like a, a small sliver of California, but mm-hmm. extending off to the east across, I think it's southern Nevada, into the Four Corners, and in the High Plains, uh, there are widespread red flag warnings. It's kind of... Uh, talking about the big picture about the drought, the ongoing drought, dry vegetation. They're going to be dealing with gusty wind down there for the next you know, 12 to 24 hours and low relative humidity. So high fire danger. New Mexico's had it especially bad over the past couple of weeks with intense fires going on out there. But I bring up these red flag warnings because it's out ahead of a, a cold front that's surging from the north. Um, Mark, there's going to be a yeah. big swing in temperatures going on in the Denver metro area in the front range of the Rockies. I believe this afternoon Denver is approaching 90 degrees. and Which they... is amazing. That's amazingly warm for 5,000 feet on a May afternoon, right? I'm going to check the OBS while you talk right now. Yeah, yeah. I would be curious to see what that temperature is at. But I bring that up because starting Friday, that area is going to be dealing with a pretty intense late season winter storm. 
Um, there, as of this morning, there were winter storm warnings, winter storm watches, winter weather advisories posted basically from the front range of the Rockies all the way to the high plains. And uh, they're expecting somewhere between like three to eight inches of snow in Denver from Friday to early Sunday. And then um, like something like eight to 24 inches of snow in the higher elevations. Uh, so this is going to wow. be one of those just incredibly crazy swings in weather, weather whiplash taking place out there. And, and you know, this is heading right into the weekend. Denver International Airport's a pretty big hub. I don't know what this is going to do to, you know, air travel. It's already been kind of a weird year uh, for traveling. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just maybe keep an eye on your flight times if you are going to be, you know, flying across the country because that may cause a hiccup and, and things. But, Mark, did you look at the observation? Yeah, I just, just looked it up. It's uh, Last hour was 88 in Denver. Dew point is 23, so that gives you relative humidity of 9%. So extremely dry. And can you imagine? So they're sitting under, you said they are under a winter storm watch or warning right now. Is that? Uh, yeah, well, there was, you know. Tomorrow, it's such, starting later tomorrow. Yeah. You know what? They were under a winter storm watch this morning. I don't know if it's been upgraded yet. I'll well, check while you But regardless, can you imagine talking on air about that? And it's like Ugh. people are sweating and it's too hot outside. That is crazy. That would never happen here. We just have much more of a marine climate. It's it's influenced by the ocean, so we don't get the wild swings. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if a lot of you knew this, but Colorado sees more sunshine than any other state in the nation. Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't surprise me. It seems like probably New Mexico and Utah are close. Yeah, you know, I think my first thought when I was a younger lad was Florida's probably there or California, but Florida has a lot of thunderstorms during this time of year. That sea breeze kicks up. Anyways, that's a, we can easily go off on tangents when it comes to weather, but well, yeah, that's we why wanna... we're here, Jeff. That's why we're here. That's why we have a podcast. We like to go on tangents, right? Don't yeah, we? you know what? It's sure nice to not, you know, being, you know, have a producer in your saying, "Well, you've got a two and a half minute hit. Uh, you have thirty seconds. Wrap." You know, we get a lot of that on TV. You don't hear that as the viewer, um, but we're True. constantly rushing through. Uh, we, it's nice to be able to kind of spread out the uh, the weather nerdiness here with you, Mark. <laughs> uh, well, so, that's why we have a podcast, Jeff, and nobody gives us a wrap here. Let me tell you, it's nice. It's very nice. Um, so big swing. You're gonna, you're probably gonna hear all the national headlines in the next couple of days regarding all that snow in the central U.S. Um, but we're quickly approaching summertime here, uh, at least meteorological summer, and the end of May, May 30th, mar- uh, marks the start of hurricane season in the eastern Pacific Ocean. Start of June marks the start of hurricane season in the Atlantic Basin. Um, so that's another thing that we'll probably be including from time to time in you know, the coming months in our, in our weather cast is what's going on along the Gulf Coast, the eastern seaboard, uh, the eastern yep. Pacific Ocean, down near Mexico. Um, so anything you want to add on that note, Mark? Yeah, no, um, not really on that one. I, I do have a little teeny, not, not to break, break uh, protocol here, but I do, I do have a little bit of breaking news. We just saw this uh, a, a mass accident uh, issue down uh, up in Kelso on I-5 from the hail today. I just really? saw it come across our email and I saw a picture earlier. Yeah, um, a huge amount of uh, like multiple accidents in one spot in, in, on I-5 from the hail up there and one casualty. So that's too bad. One person did die. So, oh no, that's not what we want to hear. Um, so you know, anyway, back to the, the well, other stuff. But on, yeah. on that note, on that note, Mark, we also got an email of a pretty intense lightning strike. Was it in Camby? That I think so. Yeah, that torched a, a tree out there. I believe it exploded a tree. In fact, folks, you know, breaking news doesn't just stay on TV. It makes it into a recorded podcast as well. That's right. That's, That's right. What we do. 
Yeah. Um, we're pretty so good. Hurricanes at that. though. It's hurricane time almost. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously that doesn't impact us, but you know, it can eventually lead to more moisture surging into the Southwest. And sometimes that can bring more of a monsoon surge up into the Northwest, which can lead to, you know, thunderstorms, especially East of the, uh, the Cascades. Yeah, the Rockies, yeah. but yeah, the Cascades. So, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, just a note that we're approaching the warmest part of the year, and that tends to really impact the the southern U.S. and the eastern U.S. So we'll have to wait and see what hurricanes. See. But oh, hey, by the way, Mark, uh, we might make mention of the fact that uh, NOAA has been keeping a close eye on uh, the El Nino Southern Oscillation and the fact that we may sure. triple dip into La Nina this year, which would also impact hurricane season first in the Atlantic. La Nina tends to bring a more active hurricane season to the Atlantic Basin. But, of course, we know what it can do to our weather up here as well during the wet season. Yeah, and hurricanes tend to be quieter in the Pacific off the Mexican coast in La Nina years. It's always a flip. The two, the two are uh, opposite each other. I mean, the hurricane, when they're act, active years in the Atlantic, usually have quiet years in the Pacific. And then El Nino's big in the uh, Pacific. You, you know, uh, speaking of La Nina, I, you know, we've seen people posting about it and whatnot, and then you have questions arise. Well, how could this affect our summertime weather? Or will this impact, you know, winter sure. and spring? Yeah. And from from my point of view, I've seen, and you can elaborate on this, it, it tends to impact the Northwest more during the, the, the wintertime and the early spring versus summertime. Yeah, I got two thoughts on that. One would be that um, uh, with – La Nina, yeah, there just isn't much. I mean, it, it's kind of a, uh, it's not that much of an effect necessarily in the winter. We see La Nina winters are quite different. You know, I mean, we can, one La Nina winter can be different than another. But, you know, generally cooler and wetter, right? We kind of agree on that, but not always. Uh, but summers, boy, I don't think there's hardly any correlation. So I, I, as I sure wouldn't say, well, because of La Nina, we're going to have a certain kind of summer. I don't think hardly anybody says that around here. Right. That's one thought. Uh, the other is, if you look at sea surface temperatures, and this has been going on since last winter, um, we have much cooler, well, significantly cooler than normal ocean water just offshore. I mean, it goes out several hundred miles, and that's that's a negative PDO, negative Pacific Decadal Oscillation. And in those summers, we do tend to have, I mean, think about it, where is the air coming from, especially west of the Cascades mm-hmm. in the summertime? 95% mm-hmm. of the time, it's coming off the ocean, You know, whether it's been warmed a bit or not. And so that would, as opposed to the years when we've had warmer than normal waters offshore and warm nights, um, that would, I, I would think, assuming that doesn't change, which it probably won't in the next two months, I would think that could lead us to have, uh, could, could lead us to more morning cloudiness than we've seen in the past few summers, more marine clouds, or maybe cooler nights, or at least closer to normal nights. So uh, we will see. I mean, there's nothing that says this is going to be a blazing hot summer. Sometimes in the past we've seen like kind of hints like, ooh, it looks like it could be a hot summer. And I sure don't. Do you? I, I don't see anything that says that right now at all. You know what's interesting about that is uh, the Climate Prediction Center just put out their summertime outlook, June, July, August, for you know the temperature outlook and precipitation outlook for the United States. And they they circled this huge red area around the southwest and specifically the Four Corners region and having – an above uh, a high probability of above normal temperatures, and they put us right on the dividing line at having equal odds of below normal or above normal temperatures. So, yeah, you're, I, I like your your thought process, Mark. Maybe more of onshore flow, a little bit more troughing going on up here than previous sure. summers um, that could lead to cooler days or kind of a mixed bag, if you will. Um, and, Mark, I play basketball with a group on Tuesdays and Fridays, and a few of them are really into the weather. They 
one really has been listening to you for years, and uh, he made mention that, you know, Jeff, past couple of summers, I haven't seen as much of that marine layer, that morning cloudiness. Yeah. It's just been yeah. a lot of sunshine from sunrise to sunset, and I, I think that's – I think he kind of nailed it. Uh, we have had a lot of those days. Yeah, we have – just – I live in, like, you know, morning cloud central out there at the west end of the gorge and where you kind of – you often see low clouds in the east metro in the mornings in the summertime, and, uh, yeah, the last – two or three summers have been really reasonable like wow not as much marine cloud so i would expect there's a better chance this year maybe we're going to see more of the morning cloudiness this is assuming you know we don't typically get many weather systems moving overhead in july and august so then we're left to okay how much how much cool ocean air is moving on shore and if you're starting two or three degrees cooler to start mm-hmm. over the ocean yeah better chances the more cool air makes it inland yeah and you know what uh that that w- the really hot days east of the Cascades can help draw that, that cool air inland. Sure. Um, so with the ongoing drought in central and eastern Oregon, really dry vegetation. And, you know, that can lead to what, you know, lower relative humidity and maybe bigger swings in temperature. So maybe there will be more of an influence with that onshore flow. But um, it'll be interesting to kind of circle back once we wrap up, you know, the springtime and, of course, the summer and look back and 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 see what, what ended up happening out here. Because, you know, I think a lot of people – uh, from last summer, there's still um, – it's like PTSD almost with the with the extreme heat that we had, the 116-degree temperature that we recorded sure. at PDX. It was, a very, it was an intense heat wave that we had, and um, I think a lot of people are thinking we're probably going to have more of that. More wild. I think wildfires seem reasonable in central and eastern Oregon, at least a handful of them. But, um, you know, it, it's we'll, – we'll have to wait and see if we have any big heat ridges building over us this summer. Um, but – uh, time will tell. Yeah, I would say we're, we're overdue for, a, for a, a, a moderate or cool summer. We haven't actually had a cool summer, I don't think, since 2011. So that's mm. a long time. So that, that could happen. Long. We'll see. Maybe this is the year, kind of like this was the year to have a cool, wet spring. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Mark. Well, we've covered a lot here. And, uh, you know, big story, of course, is the beautiful stretch of weather coming. A lot of the country is has been dealing with intense heat, with more intense heat coming. We'll be right in that sweet spot with a lot of 70s and maybe low 80s in the extended forecast. So get out there, enjoy it, because, you know, come Memorial Day weekend, the ensembles are telling us uh, it might start to break down and we might be back to cool, showery weather again. So, um, Mark, great great chatting with you. um, And, uh, you know, look forward to talking to you more in a couple weeks uh, regarding how things have been playing out this May and eventually early June. Yeah, it should be good. So enjoy the warm weather, folks. Yeah, heck yeah. All right, everybody. uh, Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. We'll see you or talk to you in a couple of weeks. Please tell us.